Welcome to Winterfell and I Can't Get Up, the podcast that asks mom what she thinks about Game of Thrones. This is season one, episode number three. I'm Candace Huber, the owner of Tubby and Coo's Mid-City Bookshop in New Orleans, and I've asked my mom, Gail, who has absolutely no knowledge of Game of Thrones, to read the series and record her reactions for all of you. Read along, listen along, and follow my mom's journey through A Song of Ice and Fire chapter by chapter as she discovers for the first time just how brutal it can be. When you read A Game of Thrones with your mom, you win or you die laughing. In this episode, we cover Catelyn 2, Arya 1, and Bran 2 in A Game of Thrones. And now Mom's Watch begins. So hi, Mom. Hi, Candace. Let's start talking about Catelyn 2. So in this chapter, Ned wants to refuse Robert's offer to be the Hand of the King. Basically, the vice president, but not really, as we no. talked about last time. <laughs> no, basically, Robert's a little bitch, okay. Exactly. And Catelyn says that he can't refuse or it would be dangerous because Robert would see it as a slight. And he's the king. They have a discussion about it. And Ned feels as though he lives in the shadow of his brother Brandon as well at this point. In the middle of this conversation, Maester Lewin interrupts their conversation to tell them that he's been left a message. Okay, so what exactly is a maester? So a maester is like a scholar healer person. <laughs> Maesters are like on-site doctors. They go get trained at a place called the Citadel. They are kind of keepers of knowledge, like librarians in some ways as well. So they kind of just know a lot of things. And so they're there for like knowledge and advice and healing and like basically all of the main houses have an on-site maester who gets trained and then comes and like helps them with yeah, various they things do say something about him delivering Catelyn's children and everything so. yes yes he does so yeah it's just like a doctor slash yeah i wouldn't think he would be the maintenance man or something <laughs> <laughs> no not the maintenance man that is true <laughs> so someone whom no one saw left a wooden box in the maester's room that contained a very nice lens for the observatory and also a message for Catelyn concealed in a false bottom and that message is from Lysa Aaron who is Catelyn's sister and if you remember, the wife of John Aaron, who is the recently deceased Hand of the King. And it's written in this special language that Catelyn and Lysa made up as children, which I thought was really cool. And the message says that John Aaron, dun dun dun, was murdered Ooh. by the Queen Cersei Lannister. Ooh. So what'd you think of that, Mom? Do you believe her? I do. <laughs> because I do not like Cersei. I know everybody doesn't like her, right? So, Pretty much, you yeah. Know, everybody, it's consent. Everybody hates her. But anyway, I don't know her that well yet, I guess. But just from hearing what everybody else has to say about her, I don't like her. So anyway, but the other thing was that she talks about the lens and saying, what are we not seeing? You know, like we need to, Oh yeah, why is it a lens? You know, like why, you know, that means that we're not seeing something we're supposed to see yeah that was kind of a cool metaphor like Catelyn immediately knows like oh wait it's a lens so we're not yeah. seeing something which <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't get that if somebody gave me a box I wouldn't immediately Someone. be like oh it's a lens am I not seeing something like yeah. okay but I guess it's her sister so they sort of know each other and what's yeah. going on so the Catelyn and Maester Lewin tell Ned after they read this message 
that now he pretty much has to accept Robert's offer. He has to go to King's Landing and find out the truth about what happened to John Aaron because they don't know. And Ned doesn't really want to go because he's like, well, if it is true and Cersei did murder him, I'm better off staying here than I am going there and being around her. Ultimately, though, Catelyn and Maester Lewin convince Ned to go to King's Landing. And then after that conversation, she gets out of bed naked and, you know, they're like, what are you doing? She <laughs> yeah. And she says, um, he delivered my children. I think I'm okay. Yeah. And then he's like, where are you going? She said, I'm going to build a fire. And she puts the letter underneath a log in the fire, but yeah. they, uh, well, underneath a log in the fireplace, let's yeah. say it that way. But she never lights the fire. They never really tell you that she lights the fire. Uh. So I don't know if that's something that's going to come back to bite her later on. Like, is somebody yeah, else going to find Yeah, I just thought it? the fire was already going. But I, yeah. you're right. She didn't. She never actually lights it. No. So I don't, again, I don't know if that's a clue. Foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not. We'll have to wait and see if somebody finds that letter. Yes. And I don't remember what happens. So I will also wait and see what <laughs> finds out what happens there. And so Ned says, though, that if he's going, that Catelyn has to stay in Winterfell. And she's not too happy about that. But he's like, look, you got to stay here. You got to rule in my stead. You have to train Rob of what to do because he's going to take over whenever his time comes. And Catelyn really doesn't have a choice but she's really not happy about staying behind either because Ned's like, I'm taking all the kids. And yeah, well, really, because of Bran, especially. He's like a little mama's boy, apparently. Yeah, you know, she loves him. favorite, you know, so so she's very upset that he's going to take Bran, especially. Because she's like, well, he's only seven. Yeah. Why do you have to take him? Yeah. And Ned says, well, Rickon can stay behind because he's tiny. Three, he's like yeah. a toddler, right? And Rob's going to stay, but I'm taking everybody else. Yeah, and Rob's not old either. He's only maybe 14 or 13. Yeah, I think 14. Like yeah. yeah. You know, to, to think he's got a train to, to rule the kingdom or whatever. I mean, he's only 14. I guess that's, you know, they're also marrying them all off at like 11. I so know, I, <laughs> I guess that's just how this world works, right? Yeah. And then Maester Lewin asks about Jon Snow and like, what are they going to do with him? And Catelyn is like, oh, hell no. She pretty much <laughs> hates Jon yes. is what we learn at this point. I was kind of upset with her, with Jon, you know, because she was just like, oh no, he can't stay here. You know, he's got to go. Ned seemed to be a little bit upset about that you know yeah that let him stay and she was like oh no 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 but then you find out that he wants to be in on the night's watch anyway right and yeah well they had that conversation yeah. uh in the last john chapter when he got all mad and like i'm never gonna yeah. be a bastard have a bastard or whatever yeah. uh yeah he asked benjen to go to the night's watch right. and benjen said no but i think what catelyn i don't I, you know it's not about john personally she hates that ned is so public about him being his bastard child Mm -hmm. um, because you're supposed to like hide bastard children away in the dark corners and Ned is very public about it and she hates that. I think she's just afraid because she's afraid that John is going to get some sort of privilege that maybe her own children won't get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and she hates that he looks like Ned as well, right? Oh, yeah. And we, and it says that he looks more like Ned than any Mm -hmm. of Ned's like real children or, you know, her own kids. And so that makes it worse. And we also got a brief history lesson in this chapter as well. We learned that Ned 
killed Sir Arthur Dane, who is the deadliest knight in Mad King Eris's Kingsguard, in one-on-one combat. And then Ned took Sir Arthur Dane's sword back to Dane's sister, Ashara, in a castle called Starfall on the shores of the Summer Sea. And Catelyn suspects that Ashara Dane is Jon Snow's mother. And so she had asked Ned about this, you know, in the past, she had asked Ned to tell her the truth about John, but Ned gets all salty and is like, no, you need to mind your own business. I'm not, I'm not talking about John, you know, that has nothing to do with you. And so she thinks that Ashara Dane is the mother, but she doesn't know for sure. That's sort of based on like rumors and stuff that were going around the castle and Ned just wouldn't talk about it. And Catelyn is still kind of mad about the whole situation. She's never really forgiven Ned for being so open about John and for bringing him back. Before she even came back with Rob, John was all up in the house and, oh, yeah, you know, she yeah, didn't like yeah, that yeah. either. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, and she's insistent that John not stay at Winterfell with her. And so... Maester Lewin says, well, why don't we send John with Ben to the Night's Watch? Because John wanted, Benjamin said something about John wanting to join the Night's Watch. Why don't we just do that? And then Ned mulls it over and then decides, okay, we'll let John go to the wall. Oh, yeah. And I thought Catelyn was just going to jump out, jump for joy. She wanted to kiss him, you know, kiss Maester. Well, because she, you know, the, the people of the Night's Watch can't, Marry, they can't have kids, they can't do any of that stuff. And so she's like, yeah, Oh, well, no good. Threat. He's no mm-hmm. threat now right. to my kids if he goes to the Night's Watch. So cool. Yeah, Send him he'll off. never come back. <laughs> right. Exactly. See, and that's just mean. Like, to me, it I, is, you know? It. I get it. I understand. She's trying to protect her own children. I understand. Believe me, I'm a big mama bear. So I understand protecting your kids and all of that. But I don't know. I guess maybe it's a daily reminder of what Ned was doing and who who he might really love and not really love her. I, I don't know. But, you know, poor Ned, he kind of got all of that dumped in his lap when his brother died, right? So, yeah. you know, including her. You right. Know? So he's just trying to live up to his obligations. But I guess that's hurtful to her. Yeah, she doesn't want to be... An obligation, obligation. (laughs) I guess. Which I get that, you know, I get it. But yeah, I feel bad for John too, because like none of this is his fault. He's just a kid, you know. So the death toll of this chapter is zero. We kind of just got a lot of information. Nobody died. And that was pretty much it for this chapter. So moving on to the first Arya chapter. Yay, I love Arya. And I always say Arya. So if I say Arya, (laughs) I mean Arya. Just know that I'm saying her name wrong. That's fine. So we finally meet Arya and Sansa in this chapter. And Septa Mordane, who is kind of like their lady woman teacher i don't know which exactly what she is but aria is with the arts or something yeah so aria is with all the other girls learning the quote womanly arts which is hilarious from the septa and like that sounded boring as shit to me like it's almost like she's a nanny but not really like yeah, she's like teaching them how to be women yeah, like how to do needlepoint and I don't know their manners and drink tea or whatever they're doing. I don't know. You and it know, sounds like the worst to me. Yeah, it does. The worst. And, and it does to her as well. She's yeah. like, this is the oh, yeah, worst. Yeah. I hate it. So yeah, they're all yeah, working. She's not getting her little stitches straight and they're fussing at her for not getting her stitches straight. And, yeah. Yeah, they're working they on their needlepoint. they wouldn't let her bring her dire wolf in there and she's just like not having it. She does not like it. She speaks her mind. I love that she speaks her mind. She does. She's a shoot from the hip kind of a girl. And all the other little girls are like talking about boys and doing their needlepoint. And Arya is like, oh, this is so stupid. She hates all of it. And then 
the septa criticizes her oh the other thing is that the princess is in there princess marcella mm-hmm. and so they're all trying to like impress the princess and the princess's stitches are all crooked and aria is like nobody's yelling at her for her crooked <laughs> stitches you know and so then the septa criticizes aria's stitches and aria is like bye i'm done mm-hmm. she basically like flips them See off and ya. walks out <laughs> and she does leave them with kind of a crude well crude for a nine-year-old joke mm-hmm. as she's walking out but we also learn that she's a bit jealous of her sister sansa because she's like beautiful and perfect and she always knows what to do and she knows how to do everything and everyone loves her and she's gonna be like the lady of the whatever and Arya is just not like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess now they know that she's betrothed. They're going to betroth her to Jeffrey, Joffrey. Joffrey, yeah. You know, so it's all like, she never feels good enough on little Arya. It seems right. like she doesn't feel good enough. And so she storms out. She's going to be in big trouble. <laughs> she is going to be in big trouble. <laughs> and of course, Nymeria is waiting for her. And she's like, come on, let's go. And, and that's what we learned too, is that she named her direwolf Nymeria after a warrior queen, yeah. which is really cool. And so Sansa named hers Lady, which is like stupid, but it's like the perfect kind of pairing, you know, that Sansa named hers Lady and Arya. Yeah, and I can't wait to see Arya turn into this awesome warrior woman. Like, she is going to be badass when it's all over and done with, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, she's going to give them some, some trouble, I think. But good for her you know like she's <laughs> not falling into their you know stereotypes and all of that stuff and so exactly that's and so after she storms out she goes to watch the boys in the practice yard and they're like sparring with their like fake swords or whatever and john is watching them as well and side note they mention here that Arya and john are the only two children who actually look like starks the rest of them look like tullys um and it specifically says that rob and Sansa and Bran and even little Rickon all took after the Tullys with easy smiles and fire in their hair. So they're basically all like fair redheads except for Arya and Jon. And I found that interesting because on the show, Bran looks like a Stark. He's like dark and stuff, mm. but in the book, he's not described that way. So I just thought that was interesting. And so Arya and Jon have always been close. They're the only two who look like Starks. I think they're both sort of outcasts or feel like outcasts. Mm. And, you know, Arya doesn't like that girls can't do what boys can do and that bastards can't do what trueborn can do or whatever so they're watching the other boys spar in the yard because john can't practice with them because he's not trueborn he's not allowed to practice with the prince uh, and this is when you find out joffrey's a little turd ball <laughs> I don't know. you just find out he's not a nice kid right he is not and he's used to getting his way seems like a spoiled little brat you know oh like, yeah that's what he seems like and he just always gets his way and he wants to fight with real swords and they're like no we're not gonna fight with real swords and i don't know i'm thinking rob's gonna kick your butt anyway so why would you want to fight with a real sword mm-hmm. and then i don't know he makes some kind of rude comment to rob and walks off basically and yeah but the thing about that is I just feel like, again, there's tons of foreshadowing in this book, right? Yeah. <laughs> like just almost every page has some, some <laughs> something that true. you'll find out later on. Winter is coming, Mom. Yes, winter is coming. <laughs> we know. But I keep thinking there's going to be a future fight with the two of them, Rob and Joffrey. And I sure hope Rob kicks his butt. You know, he's just a little turd ball, like I said. He really is. And John calls him a little shit. 
<laughs> which I thought was really funny because it's like, yes, he is a little shit. And we also, in this chapter, a knight with burn scars on his face, who is Sander Clegane, comes and steps in during this whole thing and says, oh, the prince should be able to spar with a real sword if he wants to. And, you know, he makes fun of Sir Roderick, who is the master of arms at Winterfell, who is kind of like coaching them. And he says, oh, this is ridiculous. You should let him use whatever you, he wants and stuff. Yeah, and then Rob teases, I mean, Joffrey teases that like, oh, Rob is just a child and you can never meet me. Oh, you can't even use real swords or whatever. I'm leaving. And it was some backhanded and comment that he made. he's even younger than Rob, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's like a year younger or something. And he's saying Rob is a child. And he know? takes his little roly-poly Tom and <laughs> his little brother with him. And so after watching that whole shit show, John tells Arya, look, you better go back to your room, man, because you, you gotta accept your punishment. You can't hide forever. You're gonna get in trouble. You know, you better just go face up to it. Decepta or whatever. And Arya's like, oh, okay. And then the ending of this chapter was really funny to me because, you know, she's nine at this point and it's mm-hmm. such like a nine-year-old ending because she goes to her room and it's not just the scepter it's also her mom that's waiting for her and she's like oh shit i'm in trouble <laughs> and i yeah, just that I just cracked me up all the men here yeah exactly yeah. as y'all used to call me monster mom monster mom do we really call you that yeah. oh that's how we funny. get angry with y'all about something <laughs> Oh no, it's Monster Mom. <laughs> yes, and so that's what it is. I guess it's Monster Mom for Arya yes. as well. But no one died in this chapter either, so we so are so continuing we- to go with no deaths for like quite a while. I'm shocked, honestly. Mm-hmm. So finally, we have the second brand chapter, which really depressed Mom. I was very upset about poor little Brian. There's a hunt that's leaving Winterfell because Robert has decided he wants wild boar or whatever for his last dinner there. And so the hunting party leaves and goes out. And who is in the hunting party is important. So it includes Robert, Rob, Joffrey, Benjen, Jory, Theon Greyjoy, Sir Roderick, and Tyrion. They all kind of go off hunting in the woods. And Bran finds himself alone because Rickon is just a baby and he doesn't want to hang out with girls. Jon is nowhere to be found. And so he's like going it alone for now and he loves to climb yep and that's what they keep saying over and over and over about how much he loves to climb and he's such a good climber and how he keeps thinking everybody's so dumb i don't know why they don't want me to climb because i'm really good at it and i never fall i don't ever fall i don't know why they're so worried about me falling oh i'm not gonna fall i don't ever fall (laughs) on and on about not falling i'm like oh my god he's gonna fall surely this boy is falling and then he's climbing up you know the tree to get to you know because he climbs up and then he gets on the roof and then he, right you know, whatever well before and, they, and the dire wolf his dire oh, wolf yeah who doesn't have a name yet you know he doesn't know what in the heck to name his dire wolf starts howling and howling and then they say he gets a chill and i'm thinking oh no and he's in the woods and i'm thinking oh no were those others coming back <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, no. And then I'm like, run, Brian, run. You know, like, run, force. And then he tells the 
dire wolf to hush up, hush up. And then he finally does. He hushes. And then little Brian continues to climb. And, and he's really wow. excited about going to King's Landing. And so he's thinking about all the awesome knights he's going to meet and how he's going to be a knight one day. And we learn about the King's Guard and how they're the finest swords in all the realm. We learn that there are seven members of the King's Guard. They wear white armor. They have no wives or children. And they live only to serve the king. They're basically like the Secret Service, except their only purpose is to serve and protect the king. And then we get a list of names of knights who have served in the King's Guard in the past. One of which we've heard before is Sir Arthur Dane, who is supposed to be like the best one. That's the knight that Ned defeated in battle and who Catelyn suspects his sister is Jon Snow's mother. But that's the, you know, he kind of like lists off all these knights and he's like, I'm so excited. I'm going to get to meet all these knights. And he tried to say goodbye to Winterfell and then it made him too upset. So he like quit and then he just kind of went off alone. And we also learned, like you said, he's trying to name his direwolf. He hasn't been able to think of a name yet. Rob has named his Grey Wind because he's really fast. And Rickon named his Shaggy Dog because like, you know, he's three. And Bran is like, that's so stupid. And so he decides to go climb the Broken Tower because he hasn't been there in a while and it's completely abandoned and, and it'll be his can... last chance to do it. And he can see everything from up there. Like he sees everything that goes on in Winterfell up there, right? And so, you know, he likes it up there. He's like a little bird on the roof or whatever, you know, and then he's up there and he's, hears voices and he's like "Mm, nobody's ever up here like what is are there people up here like "Mm, what's going on you know yeah and so he climbs and he climbs and then he goes over and he can't he can hear the voices but he can't see who the people are i think at first he hears the woman's voice and then yeah so he overhears a conversation between a man and a woman and they're discussing robert naming ned as hand of the king And the woman, who is clearly Cersei at this point, as the reader, you know it, even though Bran doesn't know it, the woman doesn't like it. Uh, Cersei does not like that Ned has been named the Hand. And the man, who we don't know who it is yet, says it's better than other people Robert could have picked. So, like, get over it. And Cersei thinks that Ned means to make a move against them. And the man says, don't worry about that. Lysa Aaron isn't going to tell anyone anything. If she knew anything, she'd have already gone to Robert. Yeah, so little Bran overhears the conversation and he hears that it's a man and a woman, but he wants to see who they are. And so he tries to get closer, but he can't can't stick his face in the window basically because if he does that they'll see him and so he like climbs on top and sort of hangs over right hangs upside down almost like a little bat yeah from a gargoyle (laughs) yeah Yeah. something yeah so that he can see and when he looks in that window he sees people wrestling (laughs) quote quote Oh, and before that, Cersei does say that Lysa, Aaron, she thinks she's going to get bolder now because the little Aaron boy was supposed to go to Tywin Lannister and then didn't. And he's with Lysa at the Eyrie now instead. And so Cersei says she's going to get bolder because now we don't have her kid. She has her own kid. And then Bran sees them wrestling, <laughs> naked wrestling. And he's like, uh, uh I don't know. Why do? are they wrestling? Yeah, like, you know. what's going on? But he can't see their face at first Mm -hmm. and then the man moves and then he sees Cersei's face and recognizes her right but then Cersei sees him yes and she screams and he falls and he's like hanging on by his fingernails you know it's like "Mm, 
Yeah, by one hand. Yeah. Yeah. And then the man comes to the window and you realize that it's Jamie Lannister. Yeah. And and that's Cersei's twin brother. Wait, twin brother? Yeah, they're twins. They No, they, are they just brother and sister? They twins? They're twins. Oh, they mention that. that. It, uh, <laughs> that's disgusting. They mention that uh-uh. uh whenever they're like in the chapter where they're going down into the crypts a couple chapters ago and they say her twin brother comes and takes her away. I can find oh, it. I'll show it to you Lord, later. But yeah. Mercy. They're I knew twins. They were brother and sister, but that makes it worse. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. That's disgusting. That's nasty. Anyway, that just just brings Jamie Lannister, well, and her too, for that matter, a few pegs down in my book. So, little Bran is hanging on. He looks and he says, he's just a little fellow, you know, like he's not going to hurt anybody. You know? Right. What can he do? He's just a little guy. So, he reaches down and he grabs little Bran and he pulls him up into the window. And he asks him how old he is. And I don't think he even asks him his name. I no, he Cer- just asks Cersei how old he is. Cersei, Cersei yeah. knows that so he's a Stark boy. He just asks him, well, how old are you? And he says he's seven. And then Jamie pushes him out the window. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What an asshole. Who pushes a little seven-year-old little child out of the window? And he says some comment like, oh, the things I do for love yeah, or something. I, I don't know. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. And, of course, the wolf, you know, you hear the wolf howling and everything. And I was just like, oh, surely the wolf is going to get little Bran some help. Or he's going to bring him to get some help, you know, drag him or something. Honestly, I was hoping that he was underneath the window. And when Bran fell, he was going to fall on the wolf. And then the wolf would just, (laughs) dun, 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 like uh, is it oh it's like the prince's bride whenever he like comes on the horse and she like jumps out the window and then just like gracefully falls on top of the horse and they ride off into the sunset (laughs) whatever i was hoping i had my fingers and my toes crossed that something like that would happen but but we don't know yet he kind of is just falling they tell you he's crumpled up on the ground so you don't know if he's dead if he's alive the wolf is howling because it's something wrong and the other two jackasses are able to go on doing their nasty deeds. Yeah. Now I really don't like them. And then my little Bran, you know, I understand why Catelyn loves him so much because he's a cute little guy. You know, when he was dreaming about becoming a knight and he's just a little fella, you know? Yeah. And so when he's on the ground, I'm like, oh. Well, you kind of learn the lengths that the Lannisters are willing to go to to get what they want or cover things up or whatever, you know, for them, for their own selves. Yeah. And so now we just have to wait to see what happens. We do. And I have death toll zero question mark because we kind of don't know at this point if Bran is dead or alive. We kind of just know he got pushed out of a very high window. And so we'll see what happens. I know. It just makes me very sad. Mama's so sad. I know. So let's move on to help a mother out. And so I'm going to go over who we've met so far, where everyone is, who's dead, and all that good stuff. The new people that we met in this segment are Maester Lewin, who is the Maester at Winterfell, Arya and Sansa Stark, who are the two other Stark kids we hadn't met yet, Septa Mordain, who is the teacher of womanly arts at Winterfell, Princess Marcella, who is the princess, Cersei and Robert's daughter. Sir Roderick Castle, who is the master at arms at 
Winterfell and his daughter, Beth Castle, who is like in the room with all the girls when they're taking their womanly arts class or whatever. Another person in that room with them is Jane Poole, who is Sansa's best friend. We also met Nymeria, who is Arya's dire wolf, and Prince Joffrey, who is Cersei and Robert's son and heir to the Iron Throne, Prince Tommen, who is Cersei and Robert's younger son, Sander Clegane, who is the knight with the burned face, and Jamie Lannister, who is Cersei's twin brother. So those are all the people that we've met in person. And then there are some people that have been mentioned or information given about them, but we didn't actually meet them. So that is Sir Arthur Dane, who Ned supposedly defeated in one-on-one combat. His sister, Ashara Dane, who Catelyn thinks is John's mom. Old Nan, who they talk about a lot. We haven't actually met her, but they talk about how she like tells them stories and stuff. So she's like the nanny. And I think the Septa is like their woman teacher or whatever. And there's a whole list of knights who have served in the King's Guard. The main one worth, worth mentioning is Sir Barristan Selmy or Barristan the Bold, who is the Lord Commander of the King's Guard and the greatest living knight at this point. Uh, we met Hodor, the stable boy, who never says anything except for Hodor. Gage the Cook and Micken the Blacksmith when Bran was trying to make his rounds and say goodbye. He visited all of those folks. And then mentioning Stannis and Renly Baratheon, who are Robert's two brothers, who we haven't met yet, but they kind of started talking about them. And then someone else named Littlefinger, who Jamie mentions at this point, well, I'd rather have Ned as hand than Littlefinger. But we don't know who that is yet either, just sort of mentioned. And so at the end of this segment, the same as last time, pretty much everyone is in Winterfell. But a lot of people are getting ready to leave Winterfell to go to King's Landing and then John and Benjen are getting ready to leave to go to the wall. So we're kind of getting ready for folks to start separating at this point. But as of now, they're all pretty much still in Winterfell. And the death toll, the total death toll for this segment is zero. We think we didn't actually see Bran die, but we didn't see him not die. So we kind of don't know what's going on. But there were no other extra deaths outside of like the historic ones that they mentioned there. So do you have any final thoughts, Mom, on this segment or where you think it's going well i am worried about little brian too because if he is still living then i'm just worried about him i i don't know if they're gonna kill him i can't believe that they're gonna kill him off just yet i guess is the bottom line so i'm gonna wait and see yeah and there are a lot of characters in this where you know it's kind of like you you don't know like a lot of characters die but sometimes they might seem dead and then they're not dead or you know a lot of the, most of the time they're actually dead so yeah. we'll see and the, the only other thing is i can't wait to see if catlin and Cersei get into it at some point too because i think that mom fight <laughs> <laughs> i think that's gonna happen we've already seen what Cersei's willing to do yeah. you know to protect her family and i think catlin is the same you know she well she hates Jon snow because of that right so yeah i think they're both pretty fierce mama bears and so we'll have to see what happens with that and i can't wait to see aria grow up yes we shall see what happens with all of these things so that's our show listen next time as we discuss the first Tyrion chapter and the second john daenerys and ned chapters you can catch us every friday on itunes google play slash google podcast stitcher and tubbyandcoos.com if you like our show please consider leaving a review on itunes it really helps us to spread the word and when you're sitting around talking about game of thrones with your friends or whatever mention that there's this great new podcast they should listen to and point them our way you can find a recap of this week's podcast at 
www.tubbyandcoos.com slash podcast. You can also follow the bookstore on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tubby and Coos, spelled out to keep up with all of our work. Hit us up and let us know what you think as you read or listen along. We'd love to hear from you, but no spoilers, please. Mom follows us online and we don't want her seeing anything that she shouldn't be seeing. I'm Candace Huber. And I'm the mom. And now Mom's Watch has ended.